0: Thank you for joining me for Moments to Ponder First John. I'm Betsy Marvin, and I'm looking forward to doing this series with you. As we begin, I invite you to just take a deep breath. Open your heart to what Jesus may have for you within the words of this sweet letter near the end of the New Testament. As we move through these words from John, Each episode will include a passage taken from the Passion Translation from this book, a few words of application, and a moment to ponder. I pray that this time together allows you to grow in depth as you learn more about what God has for you in His Word. Let's get started. We saw Him with our very own eyes. We gazed upon him and heard him speak. Our hands actually touched him, the one who was from the beginning, the living expression of God. This life giver was made visible and we have seen him. We testify to this truth. The eternal life giver lived face to face with the Father and has now dawned upon us. So we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard about this life giver so that we may share and enjoy this life together. For truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son Jesus, the Anointed One. We are writing these things to you because we want to release to you our fullness of joy. This is a life-giving message. We heard Him share it and it's still ringing in our ears, we now repeat His words to you. God is pure light. You will never find even a trace of darkness in Him. If we claim that we share life with Him but keep walking in the realm of darkness, we're fooling ourselves and not living the truth. But if we keep living in the pure light that surrounds Him, We share unbroken fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, continually cleanses us from all sin. If we boast that we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and our strangers to the truth. But if we freely admit our sins when His light uncovers them, He'll be faithful to forgive us every time. God is just to forgive our sins because of Christ, and he will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we claim that we are not guilty of sin when God uncovers it with his light, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. 1 John chapter 1 In the original manuscript, Verses 1 through 4 are one long sentence as John, who is also the writer of the Gospel of John, seeks to give words to what he has seen and heard. As a young fisherman, he left everything to follow Jesus. As one of the twelve disciples, he spent three years learning, experiencing, and living alongside the Son of God, How do you put all of that experience into words? At the cross, Jesus entrusts his mother Mary to John, and historical records indicate that they lived in Ephesus until John's exile. When John became an old man, sometime between AD 85-95, John sits down to write not only his gospel account, but the letters to his dear children of faith. He has not yet been exiled to Patmos where he will receive revelation, yet there is a sense that he knows his time with them is short. In the writing of his gospel, John calls himself the one Jesus loved. He knew he wasn't the only one Jesus loved, yet I feel that the way he describes himself shows us that it has become his full identity to see himself as the one Jesus loved. That is true for you, too. Say that to yourself. I am one that Jesus loves. Ponder that. Let it sink in. You are the one that Jesus loves. Breathe. is writing to the church in Ephesus, his home church, as it's being influenced by those that would say Jesus was not the Son of God, but a great prophet, and that Jesus was only filled with the Spirit for a short time during the whole of his life on earth. Thus, John writes his account of his days with Jesus, and this letter was a way to say, hold on a minute, I was there. It is to this that John writes his first words. We saw him with our very own eyes. We gazed upon him and heard him speak. Our hands actually touched him, the one who was from the beginning, the living expression of God. John uses the words of Genesis 1 1 and again writes them in his own book of John 1 1. The beginning, the eternal. He was an eyewitness to the evidence of Jesus' deity and humanity. In verse 3, he wrote, So we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard about this life-giver, so that we may share and enjoy this life together. For truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus, the Anointed One. I have heard that the key theme for this letter is fellowship barometer. A barometer measures air pressure. John's letter speaks to the pressure the church is feeling within their relationships to God and to each other. There is a declining commitment to the church, a compromising of faith, a conforming to the world around them that led to an inability to stand up for Christ And John knew that it was a direct result of losing the priority of their relationship with God and therefore each other. They had lost their first love. The word fellowship here is koinonia in the Greek. Koinonia's root word, koinos, means common, as in, in common. It was the connection through their common bond in Christ that brought a true relationship with each other. John goes on to boldly state that we can have fellowship with God, koinonia with the one who loves you. And the result of that fellowship is fullness of joy. John had heard Jesus say, My joy will remain in you and that your joy may be full. He knew that joy was a deeper state, one that rests in the truth of who Jesus is. And if we keep living in the pure light that surrounds Him, we share unbroken fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, continually cleanses us from all sin. God is light. In Him there is no darkness. Thus, if there's a problem with our relationship with God, it's on us. We all know we sin, but John goes on to say that if we freely admit our sins when His light uncovers them, He will be faithful to forgive us every time. God is just to forgive us our sins because of Christ, and He will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is actually the whole gospel in one verse, so let me say it again. If we freely admit our sins when His light uncovers them, He will be faithful to forgive us every time. God is just to forgive us our sins because of Christ, and He will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, to be clear, our sins are not forgiven because we confess them. We can't possibly know every sin we commit, and thus we would never be able to be fully forgiven. We're forgiven because Jesus took our punishment. So why confess? Why freely admit? We confess sin so that we can remove any barrier between us and God. We're already forgiven, but we need to remove any barrier the sin has placed between us. It's hard to admit we've fallen short. It takes humility and honesty, yet in our weakness, He is strong. Our salvation is secure. So that's not why we confess. We confess so that we can enjoy maximum fellowship and joy with Him. When we keep things hidden in the dark, they grow and twist and create fear and shame. Yet light Glorious light casts out fear because there is no darkness in light. Every year, during an intense mission trip, there is a night of confession of literally bringing barriers to the cross of Jesus. As we begin, the tension is palatable, as it always feels like an eternity waiting for the first brave soul to speak out loud their barrier their sin, whatever is keeping them from a deeper walk with Jesus, and literally walk forward and place it on the cross. Mm -hmm. Yet as the night continues, the tension does lift, and glorious freedom in forgiveness and light begins. The laughter and joy that permeates the following days of our trip is a wonder to behold, It's why we confess, to restore broken relationship, to find the joy of forgiveness. And there is also a new koinonia among the team, as they love each other, no matter what was confessed, because they know that we all need Jesus. And in Him, in His light, we are renewed. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much joy have you experienced this week? Is there something you need to confess? May you release it so that you can step into the fullness of His light. As you think on those questions, I encourage you to read Psalm 5110. And now, may you discover the fullness of joy that comes from knowing that as His child, you share knowledge of Jesus and can walk in light in His gospel John records these words of Jesus. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should remain in darkness. May you live into the pure light of Jesus and share full fellowship with him and with others, knowing that when we freely admit our wrongs, his light covers us and he is faithful to restore us every time. You are so dearly loved. Amen.